0: Brazilian Farmers Defaulting on Contracts for Second Year in a Row The black frost experienced by Brazil in July 2021 has thrown the coffee industry into a period of uncertainty. Prices have risen significantly since then, leading some farmers to default on their future contracts and seek buyers willing to pay higher prices. In 2021, several major trading houses had trouble getting the coffee they had contracted in advance. Securing coffee in advance guarantees traders that they can deliver it to roasters, who also expect deliveries within a certain time frame. Bar Talks reported last year that some coffee traders saw a default of 5% on their Brazilian contracts. This year, some are seeing even higher defaults. A lawyer working for one of Brazil's five largest coffee export companies told Reuters the defaults amounted to less than 10% of the country's total forward contracts. As the largest coffee producer in the world, however, even small percentages make a big difference. Cristiano Zoli Advogados is one of the Brazil-based law firms that assist traders in cases against Brazilian farmers. The firm said it had filed around 50 lawsuits, compared to 100 last year. Despite the bad blood between producers and traders, the latter is still willing to negotiate first before filing lawsuits, but the parties cannot always reach an agreement. As a result, law enforcement agencies are sometimes sent to the farms to search for the missing coffee bags. Traders also use satellite imagery to scan the farms and find out if the farmers are really affected by the reported frost and drought damage or if they are simply hiding their crops while looking for a better buyer. The 2022 harvest was smaller than expected. Coffee trees took longer to recover from the frosts and droughts of 2021, prompting some analysts to lower their forecast to 4 million bags. Coffee traded for over 70% more on the sea market than two years ago. From a layman's point of view, it seems right for farmers to default on contracts in order to earn more from their harvest. However, some traders are already warning that they no longer trust their suppliers, which could hurt growers in the long run as it will be difficult to find buyers. One trader, who didn't want to be named, said they believed it would take two years before they would start trusting Brazil again for new futures contracts.
1: Colombian coffee production down 12% in October The Colombian Coffee Growers Federation recently reported a decline in coffee production and exports due to environmental problems. Colombia is the second-largest Arabica producer in the world, and the largest producer of washed mild Arabica. Registered coffee production in Colombia fell 12% to 888,060 kilogram bags of green coffee, compared to more than 1 million bags produced in the same month in 2021. In the 10-month period from January to October, production was over 9 million bags, still down 10% from nearly 10.1 million bags in the same period last year. In the 12 month period, November 2021 to October 2022, production declined by 13% from 13.2 million bags to 11.6 million 60 kilogram bags. The lower figures are due to excessive rainfall over the last 28 months, resulting in excess water, less sunlight, and fewer blooms on the coffee trees. In addition, coffee exports declined by 5% at the beginning of the current coffee year from 987,060 kilogram bags in October 2021, to 942,000 bags in October 2022. Annual exports fell by 7% to 11.8 million bags, from 12.7 million bags in the
2: previous year. Ethiopia and UNIDO collaborate to increase efficiency in coffee value chain. The Ethiopian government and the United Nations Industrial Development Organization UNIDO, have joined forces to improve the coffee value chain's efficiency. As part of the collaboration, Ethiopia's Ministry of Agriculture and UNIDO signed a 10-million-euro cooperation agreement on October 31, to facilitate the provision of credit to coffee value chain players, according to the state-owned FANA Broadcasting Corporate The agreement was signed by Alma Hussein, Ethiopian Minister of Agriculture, and Aurelia Patricia Colabro, UNIDO representative in Ethiopia. Hussein pointed out that financial constraints are a major obstacle for Ethiopian coffee exporters, suppliers, and producers. He stressed that the technical and financial cooperation agreement signed with the agency will alleviate the problem and increase efficiency in the coffee value chain. Meanwhile, Colabro said that the collaboration will help identify and support stakeholders involved in investing in coffee. Adagna Dibila, Director General of the Ethiopian Coffee and Tea Authority, said the project is a partnership model that reduces the risk of investment in the Ethiopian coffee sector. According to him, the project will primarily benefit coffee producers, suppliers, and exporters. It will also play an important role in increasing the quantity, quality and price of coffee by providing access to low-interest loans. Among Ethiopia's key development partners are China and Italy, as well as the African Development Bank (AfDB), the European Investment Bank (EIB), the European Union (EU), the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations (FAO), the International Fund for Agricultural Development (IFAD), the International Finance Corporation, IFC, the United Nations Development Program, and the World Bank. WB. Ethiopia is a key hub for China's Belt and Road Initiative, a program that aims to expand Chinese influence by financing and building infrastructure in developing countries. The director of the Ethiopian Coffee Culture Center in Beijing, Yuan Wei, promised to bring Ethiopian coffee to China's high-end market through the initiative. However, China has recently cut back on lending due to its economic slowdown and some evidence of mounting bad debts from the liberal lending program. Ethiopia has about 400 Chinese construction and manufacturing projects worth over $4 billion and an estimated total debt of $13.7 billion, the second highest in Africa after Angola. The East African country has been classified by J.P. Morgan Chase and company as carrying high repayment risk and under threat of reserve depletion by the end of 2023. Ethiopia and other African countries that rely heavily on China for loans at cheaper rates may be forced to seek help from the International Monetary Fund and World Bank, which typically restrict commercial loans and require Chinese lenders to discuss with Western lenders about restructuring. With shallow local markets and thin policy and market buffers, Africa is going to need all the help they can get to smooth out the macro shocks which are buffeting them. China's reticence in debt restructuring and softening of its lending terms is bound to heighten vulnerabilities at these frontier economies, said Aninda Mitra, macro and investment strategist, BNY Mellon Investment Management, Singapore. These concerns will hopefully be addressed in future discussions between the Ethiopian government and UNIDO. The country of origin of Arabica coffee, Ethiopia is known worldwide for its high coffee quality, variety of flavors and aroma, which increases the global demand for this commodity. According to the Ethiopian Coffee and Tea Authority, the East African country generated a record $1.4 billion U.S. dollars in coffee exports in the 2021-2022 fiscal year, which ended on July 7, 2022. UNIDO is the specialized agency of the United Nations that promotes sustainable industrial and economic development. UNIDO supports countries to industrialize in ways that promote digital and green transformation, and accelerate progress towards the Sustainable Development Goals. Fairtrade launched new LIRP for coffee from Uganda. Uganda is now the third country with a coffee living income reference price calculated by Fairtrade, following Colombia in 2021 and Indonesia earlier this year. Fairtrade launched a new LIRP for coffee from Uganda on October 31st, and proposed a farm gate price of 11,640 Ugandan shillings, $3.13, per kilo of parchment arabica coffee, and 7,150 Ugandan shillings, $1.93, per kilo of fair average quality robusta coffee for sustainable livelihoods. As a global organization with the stated aim to improve the lives of farmers, while ensuring transparency and fairness, Fairtrade seeks to raise standards in the supply chain through its various programs, one of which is LIRP. The organization argues that a minimum price for coffee will protect farmers from a decline in what is otherwise a very volatile market. Fairtrade called for an assembly of stakeholders in Uganda, including producers and their technical staff support organizations, coffee researchers, and industry representatives, to jointly analyze farm economic baseline data and define realistic targets for each of the key income drivers. We will have to see how realistic this is against the backdrop of the controversial contract awarding an effective monopoly to the Uganda Vinci Coffee Company a company with no history in the industry. Ugandan Arabica currently sells for between 10,000 Ugandan shillings, $2.69, and 11,000 Ugandan shillings, $2.96, and has even reached 12,000 Ugandan shillings, $3.23 in recent months, meaning that the proposed framework is within reach. The Dutch company Fairtrade Original has already agreed to pay such prices, even if the market price falls. Setting a reference price for a living wage is a lengthy process, as many factors influence the analysis. Each country has a unique coffee-growing tradition that needs to be taken into account, including farm size, household size, production volume, and local working conditions. The organization learns a lot by assessing each origin. For example, coffee farms in Uganda are traditionally smaller than in Colombia, with larger households. Production in Colombia also seems to be better because they use more organic fertilizer, which might also be possible in Uganda. Labor is also treated differently in each country. Living income is a journey, and therefore it is important to establish a long-term collaboration with our partners, like ACPCU. We want to achieve living incomes for coffee farmers, by paying them the thoroughly researched living income reference price and developing projects to further improve their incomes. This way, we take the lead in bringing about the highly needed change in the coffee industry, said Lotchcock, business development manager, Fairtrade Original. Fairtrade defines the LIRP as sufficient income to provide all household members with a decent standard of living, including a nutritious diet, clean water, adequate housing, education, health care and other basic needs, plus a little extra for emergencies and savings, once agricultural costs are covered. The incentive for LIRP came after the coffee price crisis of 2018-2019, when low prices threatened the livelihoods of farmers, many of whom sold their coffee for less than the cost of production.
0: Starbucks dark French roast, not 100% Arabica, says Complaint. Starbucks has been accused of deceiving customers with one of its coffee blends sold in grocery stores. Pure Roast Coffee, a small-batch roaster's cafe in North Carolina, filed the complaint with the North Carolina Attorney General in late September. According to Pure Roast Coffee, Starbucks describes its dark French roast coffee as pure 100% Arabica coffee, although it is not. The blend is in fact adulterated, with a high and abnormal level of potassium, which alters the taste of the coffee and could be harmful to some people. In a press release on November 2, Pure Roast Coffee said that laboratory tests on Starbucks dark French roast coffee conducted by Dr. Salam A. Ibrahim, a research professor at North Carolina A&T State University, showed a higher potassium content than what is normally found in other coffee brands. The company discovered the potassium in Starbucks dark roast blend, because it frequently monitors competing brands' products. The complaint includes lab results and alleges that the added ingredient could have potentially adverse health consequences in people at risk of hyperkalemia, a high level of potassium in the blood. The tests completed by labs at North Carolina A&T found Starbucks Dark French Roast had potassium levels that are more than 14 standard deviation points above the other national brands we tested. This is a significant spike that suggests potassium was added to the coffee during processing, said Dr. Salam A. Ibrahim, research professor, North Carolina A&T State University. It is well known that adding buffers like potassium to coffee reduces acid and bitterness. Coffee companies are required to disclose additives. It's hard to understand why Starbucks is doing this without telling anyone, said Carrie Sachs, CEO, Pure Roast Coffee because of the undeclared potassium, Starbucks is selling a coffee product with a lower level of acidity than otherwise would result from its normal roasting methods, thereby appealing to consumers seeking a less bitter, lower-acid coffee beverage, while continuing to represent that its product is 100% coffee and lacking any other ingredient, the complaint states. In addition, the complaint alleges that Starbucks competes unfairly with other North Carolina coffee producers, That do not use chemical additives in their products, such as pure roast coffee. A Starbucks spokesperson told McClatchy News on November 2 that the company is aware of the complaint and believes it is unfounded. They also stated that the company does not add potassium to its dark French roast coffee, and the element occurs naturally in coffee. We are confident that the labeling for our dark French roast coffee is fully compliant with all U.S. Food and Drug Administration labeling requirements said a Starbucks spokesperson. Brandon Herring, public information officer for the North Carolina Department of Agriculture, told McClatchy News on November fourth that the department had received the complaint and was investigating it.
2: Vietnamese coffee exporters, German companies urged to take advantage of EFTA. A seminar in Hamburg, Germany, jointly hosted by the Trade Office of the Vietnamese Embassy in Germany, the Vietnam Coffee Cocoa Association, VCCA, the German Coffee Association, DKV, and the Newman Coffee Group, from October 29 to November 1, was a success, according to their press release. The event, which was part of the National Trade Promotion Programme 2022, brought together Vietnamese coffee exporters and German importers. One of the speakers at the event, Vietnamese trade advisor Bui Vong on advised businesses to take advantage of the Vietnam-Germany Joint Economic Cooperation Committee and the EU-Vietnam Free Trade Agreement to increase coffee exports to Germany and the EU. DKV chief executive Holger Prebisch said Germany imported 1.1 million tons of green coffee beans in 2021, while Vietnam is the second-largest coffee exporter to Germany, behind Brazil, With a market share of 18.63%. He added that each German consumes 169 liters of coffee per year. Nguyen Thi Thursday Thuy of VCCA invited German companies to Vietnam Coffee Day 2022, which will take place in Hanoi from 9 to December 11, to establish contacts with Vietnamese partners. After the discussions, A trade exchange program took place to share information and explore potential business opportunities. However, according to the website of the Center for WTO and International Trade Vietnam Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Vietnamese products have to overcome a number of obstacles that the EVFTA could hardly address, in particular, the EU's mandatory import regulations and procedures, requirements of German importers such as food hygiene safety certificates and more, and the demands and preferences of German consumers. There was no report on whether these issues were addressed at the seminar. The EU-Vietnam Free Trade Agreement, which came into force in August 2020, is expected to lead to a further increase in bilateral trade volume and an increase in the number of German companies in Vietnam. There are currently more than 350 German companies in the Vietnamese market. According to Vietnam's Ministry of Agriculture and Rural Development, Germany was Vietnam's largest coffee importer in the first eight months of 2022, with sales of $341 million, accounting for 12% of total export sales, and 20.8% more than the same period in 2021.